0: Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. We open WaveScan today with the National Anthem of Paraguay, which is on our agenda today. This program was researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI, shortwave, in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS582 for release on Sunday, April 19, 2020. On our program outline for today, Ray Robinson will have Paraguay on medium wave. Jerry Plummer and I will be along with more from the HFCC conference in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And Salahuddin Dalar will be here with our Bangladesh DX report. All that, among other things, on WaveScan today. In our program three weeks back, we presented our initial program regarding the radio scene in the South American country of Paraguay. In that program, we focused on the origins of shortwave broadcasting in this, one of South America's smaller countries, beginning in 1935. Here's Ray Robinson now to pick up the story.
1: Thanks, Jeff. In our program today, we're covering the long wave and medium wave story beginning way back around the era of World War I. Back then, as in so many other countries around the world, the army in Paraguay experimented with wireless transmissions in what we now call the long wave band. These transmissions in Paraguay were all in standard Morse code, though with variations according to the needs of the language in use at the time. There were difficulties at times for those who were using the local languages and dialects in wireless transmission. Next on the communication scene in Paraguay were the amateur radio operators who were experimenting with the transmission of voice and music. The very first successful transmission of music in Paraguay was presented on shortwave in 1922 by station CXZ27, which was operated by Alfonso Starr and Ernesto Strick in the capital city Asuncion. This low-power historic radio broadcast of music and news was heard in San Bernardino, some 30 miles distant. During the next four years, there were several radio stations licensed in Paraguay, mainly in Asuncion, and they each operated under a regularly issued call sign in the form of the two initial letters ZP, followed by a number. However, none of these early stations survived into longevity, due mainly to lack of sufficient funding. For example, one of these somewhat temporary stations was Radio Cultura, ZP1, with its studios in Asuncion. This station was inaugurated in 1926, and on March 17th, a special concert programme was broadcast from the Presidential Palace. The details of this Pioneer broadcast were featured the next day in the daily Spanish-language newspaper in Asunción, El Orden. However, due to the paucity of quality programming over the few available medium-wave stations in Paraguay back in the 1930s, Many of those people who had sufficient resources to own a radio receiver would tune into the radio programs that were on the air from nearby Buenos Aires in Argentina. Very popular with Paraguayans were the long musical concerts from Buenos Aires, both live and recorded. In fact several notable musicians in Paraguay traveled to Buenos Aires in order to perform in radio broadcasts that could be heard back in their homeland. Due to war in Europe, and also to variable circumstances within Paraguay itself, the government cancelled most radio broadcasting licences in 1941. All that is, except for Radio Caritas CP11, with just 250 watts on 1200 kHz. And then during the following year, 1942, the government established its own radio broadcasting system under the title Radio Nacional. During the later war years, there were half a dozen medium-wave stations on the air in Paraguay. And then from that time onwards, the number of medium-wave stations throughout Paraguay has gradually increased, almost quite regularly until today. In spite of the introduction of FM broadcasting in the 1990s, the World Radio TV Handbook still shows a list of 51 medium-wave stations on the air in Paraguay, surprisingly more than at any other time in the entire history of the country. Currently, Radio Nacional provides nationwide coverage with the same programming via two medium wave channels, 920 kHz and 700 kHz. The main station in the Asuncion area is ZP1, with either 100 kW or 20 kW on 920 kHz. And the relay station, located at Pilar, almost against the border with Argentina in the southwest of the country, is ZP12 with 12 kilowatts on 700 kilohertz. The radio broadcasting station with the longest continuous history in Paraguay is Radio Caritas, which was inaugurated in a building on the property of the San Francisco Church in Asunción on November the 21, 1936. This early Radio Caritas with its locally made transmitter was inaugurated by the Franciscan priest Luis Lavorel under the registered callsign ZP-11, and it was on the air with educational and religious programming, mainly for the benefit of local children. In 1986, the studios were transferred to a new location at 364 Calle Luis A. Herrera, still in the capital city area. At that same time, a new 10-kilowatt Tramek transmitter from Buenos Aires, still on the same 1200 kHz, was installed at suburban Nembi. And then six years later again, on March 2, 1992, Radio Caritas CP11 inaugurated a completely new medium-wave station with a 10-kilowatt lenser transmitter from Chile and a new quarter-wavelength antenna standing 360 feet tall. During the year 2000, the studios were transferred to the Catholic University in Asunción. The programming link from studio to transmitter is a standard low-power FM transmitter. For a period of some 18 years, Radio Caritas also operated a shortwave transmitter, ZPA11, at its medium-wave location at NEMBY. Shortwave programming on ZPA11 was always in parallel with the medium-wave transmitter zp 11 the shortwave transmitter was a copy of an old Collins unit made locally and it operated with one and a half kilowatts on 6110 kHz. Medium wave Radio Caritas is still on the air to this day and it now operates with 50 kilowatts on 680 kHz. The studios are installed in the Catholic University in Asuncion and the transmitters are located at Nemby, some 15 miles out. The next time we visit the radio scene in Paraguay, we'll take a look at the shortwave broadcasting there since World War II. But for now, it's back to you, Jeff.
0: Thank you, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Ray also sends us some timely news here. This, uh, these items are from uh, Glenn Hauser's World of Radio uh, DX Listening Digest and uh, a few items from uh, the British DX, DX Club as well. Alan Pennington of the British DX Club said that after being alerted by Radio New Zealand RNZ Pacific on the morning of April 7th that a tropical cyclone was hitting the islands of Vanuatu, they said Cyclone Harold made landfall on the Vanuatu island of Santo yesterday, April 6th, with destructive winds as high as 235 kilometers per hour. Well, after hearing that, I tuned into Radio Vanuatu shortwave frequencies this morning via the Northland New Zealand Kiwi SDR and found they were still on the air. At 0940 UTC, they were on 3945 kilohertz, then switched to 2485 kilohertz at 1000 UTC. Programming included tropical cyclone bulletins, including in French, then in English at 10.26 UTC. At 10.30 UTC, they switched to music until 11.01 when they signed off for the night with their anthem. And he recorded part of the English Cyclone Bulletin.
2: Severe tropical cyclone Harold has been moving in a southerly direction at no km per hour or 10 knots in the past three hours the Vanuatu National Disaster Management Office in the advises people over the central provinces to take extra care and continue to listen to Radio Vanuatu or any further queries. This will be the final information on severe tropical cyclone Harold, unless the system turns back towards Vanuatu. Good night.
0: cyclone bulletin there from Radio Vanuatu. Ron Howard in California said that he checked for Radio Vanuatu on April 7th at uh, on 2485 kilohertz at 11:46 UTC. He found them with another day of extended broadcasting. Reception was poor in California. Also uh, from Glenn Hauser's uh, DX listening digest an item from Brian Clark in Mangaway, New Zealand, who said that um, Radio Vanuatu was still on despite the cyclone when he checked on April 8th. This is from the British DX Club as well. It says Radio Vanuatu 2485 kilohertz, a solid signal at 1755 UTC tune-in here in New Zealand on 9 April. Continuous pop vocals past 1805. No doubt continuing extended schedule following the extensive damage wrought by Tropical Cyclone Herald. And one other item via Glenn Hauser's uh, DX Listening Digest, this from Chris Martin in Brisbane, Australia. He says, good morning Glenn, just a quick note to say Radio Vanuatu is getting out on three harmonics of their 3945 kHz transmitter on 7890-11835 and 15.780. The 11.835 kilohertz spur is a good signal here in Brisbane with their morning and evening transmission off their 3945 kHz frequency. Thanks to those reporters and uh, thanks to Glenn Hauser's DX Listening Digest. By the way, uh, the stream on the Radio Vanuatu website was not working at the time of this recording. And we want to acknowledge a quick comment here from... Our good friend Anker Peterson in Denmark, he wrote to our editor Adrian Peterson and said, thank you for your excellent history of Vanuatu on Wayscan. I hope you're well in these corona crisis times, as I am, here in Denmark. Well, good to hear that, Anker Anker Peterson in Denmark. Last week on the program, Jerry Plummer of WWCR and I were discussing the opening day of the A20 Shortwave Frequency Coordination Conference in Malaysia. Today, we continue that conversation uh this This was just so many strange things happened all at once mm-hmm. and and then the uh sometime in the up in, in the coming years, the Chinese may uh, uh try to have another conference I in, bet they will yeah.
3: because you know they felt bad about this they couldn 't do anything about it but yeah. uh, I know when uh, one of them had the letter that they'd sent uh, they they really were sorry that this had happened and, but but how can you change it I mean yeah. you know yeah. Well, I suspect they would like to, mm-hmm. how do you say, recoup that yeah, uh, yeah. at some point in the future.
0: And, and still a lot of people were were afraid to maybe even come here to Malaysia for the conference. I know in 2003 when all
3: the SARS stuff was going on, you remember oh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That's when I made my first trip to uh, Taiwan. Ah. And uh, there was, uh, I'll never forget going from Tokyo to Taiwan, there was a man on the plane that developed SARS. Oh. And when the plane... Uh, it was almost at, at Taiwan. When it sat down, they locked everybody in. They moved the man out immediately. Mm. And then getting off the plane, they kind of did, you know, check your temperature. And mm. I thought, well, this international travel is certainly unique,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but nothing happened to you nothing or anybody ha- else no, on the no, plane? No, nothing okay. happened at all. No, uh, and speaking of uh, Malaysia here, mm-hmm. uh, our folks from the abu asia pacific broadcasting union which right. is headquartered here and hosting this conference uh, were right. telling me that uh radio television malaysia still has a little bit of shortwave on the air they do yeah that's yeah. what he was saying but uh, i think they're, they're mainly relaying uh domestic stations i right? think they
3: are yeah. that's that's what i got is that they yeah they're still doing some shortwave broadcasting but it's relays of what's on existing fm or medium wave
0: uh-huh. uh, and, and probably not
3: in English. I bet not in English. I bet you're right. Mm-hmm. I bet you're right.
0: I uh, uh, here in the hotel uh, was checking. Uh, I don't know if you haven't a chance yet, but uh, was checking the TV channels, and really, beside other than the movie channels, uh, uh, the only thing in English is uh, BBC World News. It, it's, it definitely is.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I did get a chance to take, like you. I always bring a shortwave uh, radio with me. And, uh, Myself and my friend Lynn, she brought one also. And we typically always bring a cheap one, you know, just to see how it's, how it's going to work. And i got to uh, say that uh, it's a little Kato that she paid, I think, $7 for. <laughs> and uh, I've been picking up Radio China on it. From the ninth floor of the hotel,
0: uh-huh. yeah, kind of interesting. Do you, um,
3: uh, can you get your antenna out the window or no? No, I've just got it touching at the window mm. because this place is just full of RF, Jeff. You know that <laughs> it is. I couldn't pick up anything at all in the room, but when I took it next to the window, you know, up on the ninth floor, uh, yeah, there is plenty of radio radio China coming in, scattered across the dial. Mm-hmm. As we, I think we can all agree, that's the biggest user of frequencies, probably. You
0: can you hear China Radio International all over the world that's I for know. sure. They are like in
3: 80 <laughs> 90 100 languages. I mean they're even in Finnish, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's actually been picking up. I couldn't pick up any of your uh, frequencies or mine, mm-hmm. but neither of us aim over here yeah, to that. Yeah, it's difficult point. in this yeah. area, yeah. Uh, if we, we get, did
0: we get an occasional, I'm sure you yeah. do too. Oh, yeah, yeah. From people uh there there's a there's a DXer here in the, near Kuala Lumpur who sends reports all the
3: time. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you get ones like that, you know, that periodically, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I don't know. I can't remember what George Ross called it. Something like, uh,
0: oh, Trump is yeah, something some, or other.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, ducting, yeah, ducting <laughs> and, you know, something. But yeah. we will periodically get um, get call, uh, reception reports from over here, and they will send an MP3. MP3. So yeah, I hey. guess I guess just in passing, it's. What do you think about getting uh, email or getting a QSL request from people who really aren't listening to it on ShoreWave and they're not listening to it from their home?
0: This is interesting because we've had a lot of reports lately from places like China. Uh, who are listening? And, and some people apparently are listening, you know, directly on shortwave radio. But mm-hmm. but a lot of people, and, and not just in China, but in other countries, are listening on these um, uh, online SDR receivers. Yeah, yeah. And so they, they may not be able to pick up our signal over here in Asia very well, or not at all. But uh, they can tune in. Um, Amsterdam. You know, the, or Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, in the Netherlands, or, or wherever the remote mm-hmm. receiver is. And and listen to your program, so they're they're kind of listening to it on shortwave via the internet, It's they kind of not,
3: yeah,
0: and I, I know, I know, and they request QSL cards, and so,
3: I, you know, I have mixed emotions about that in some ways. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's I think it's something that both of us have only been seeing the last year or two, maybe, you mm-hmm, know, something mm-hmm. like that. But the first one I got, I thought, wow, I can't believe we're getting one from Malaysia. But they were listening to it in New York City yeah. On, yeah. on SDR, and I just don't think that's a QSL. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think a lot of people just want a souvenir. They just want a postcard, you know, yeah. from and the station. Cool. And that's I understand. So, so we, we usually send them out, but... Sometimes you can put, you know, location. Sometimes we can put reception location wherever the SDR was. Yeah, you know, right, I right, say.
3: right. So and yeah. in effect, it's sort of a QSO. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Some no, of a QSO. I was speaking there with Jerry Plummer, the frequency manager for WWCR Shortwave in Tennessee and for the Caribbean Beacon in Anguilla. We'll have more from the HFCC A20 conference in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, next week. Hans Johnson of W.I.N.B. Shortwave said he was listening to last week's conversation with Jerry and I, uh, talking about Sofia, Bulgaria, where the next HFCC conference is uh, is supposedly going to take place at the end of August, depending on the coronavirus. Well, Hans says, I have been there, Sofia, many times, and I have an interest in history. The reviewing stand for the old Soviet-era parades was from a building that no longer exists. If you go behind the Sheraton, which is now the Marriott uh, Sofia Balkan Hotel, where the uh, HFCC conference is supposed to be, there is a large empty space used for parking. That was where the Georgi Dimitrov Mausoleum was, which was the reviewing stand. It was demolished in 1999. There was a red star on top of the parliament building. It was taken out in the early 1990s. Where you see the statue of Sofia now, there was a statue of Lenin that was about the same size. I'm hopeful that you guys are able to have your conference in August. Well, we'll see. We'll see how things go between uh, now and then. But a very interesting place indeed it is. And uh, incidentally, uh, right inside that hotel where the conference will be is uh, are the ruins of an old uh, Orthodox church. And also in the plaza right in front of the hotel, there is a big uh, cathedral Uh, uh, orthodox cathedral also the sveta nadalia church some news now from the philippines and this is from jose jacob uh, at the national institute of amateur radio in hyderabad india he says he received a reply from radio filipinas worldwide through their facebook page in response to his inquiry about the status of their shortwave broadcast Uh, they said good day Due to the implementation of enhanced community quarantine in the Philippines, the shortwave airing of Radio Pilipinas worldwide is temporarily unavailable. And Jose, by the way, says, uh, as you know, there's a full nationwide lockdown in India. Only essential services are open. Our office of the National Institute of Amateur Radio is also, of course, closed. I'm working from home, only checking office emails, etc., I also spend time with radio, TV, internet, and of course, more time with the family as confined to home now. Thank you, Joss. And now let's go to Bangladesh. Here's Saladin Dalar with DX News.
2: Dear listeners and radio hobbyists, welcome you to the Bangladesh DX report of this month of April 2020. This is Saladin Dalar from the beautiful city Rajshahi, Bangladesh. Glad to be back and thanks for listening. The receiving log of different radio stations which I monitored here in Bangladesh. March 29th, Radio Tehran, Bangla was heard at fifteen hundred zero three UTC on 9810 kHz. The SIO rating was 333. Reports on corona effect in Iran and the rest of the world was aired. Adventist World Radio, Nepali Language Service, was heard at 1510 UTC on 9740 kHz. The SIO rating was 555 five, five. station id and phone number was given at 1513 utc radio taiwan international english language program was heard at 160005 utc on 9405 khz the sio rating was 444 world news was aired. adventist world radio urdu language program was heard at 160005 to 1615 UTC on 11800 kHz. The SIO rating was 333. Discussion um, on JSAs was aired. March 30. Bangladesh Betar Domestic Service in Bangla at 1320 to 1330 UTC on 4750 kHz. The SIO rating was 444. Agricultural program was aired. April 1st. China Radio International, Chinese language program, was heard at 0, 0120 to 0, 0130 UTC on 15140 kHz. The SIO rating was 444. 4, 4. ID was given at 0, 0126 UTC. After that, Chinese song was played. Our friend, Mr. Pradip Chandrakundu from Agartala, Tripura, India, has monitored few station at his home. Here are the details. April 1st, Radio Free Asia Chinese Language Program was heard at 1715 UTC on 9970 kHz. The SIO rating was 333. Instrumental music was aired. April 2nd, Voice of America Burmese Language Program was heard at 0130 UTC on 7305 kHz. The SIO rating was 444. Discussion on coronavirus was aired. Voice of Turkey Urdu language program was heard at 1237 UTC on 13710 kHz. The SIO rating was 343. Turkish music was played. Adventist World Radio Uzbek language program was heard at 0, 0355 UTC on 15410 kHz. The SIO rating was 444. 4, 4. April 3rd, FIBA Radio Hindi service. Hindi music was heard at 1430 UTC on 9500 0, 0 kHz. The SIO rating was 444. 4, 4. Voice of America Tibetan language program. With closing announcement was heard at 1658 UTC on 9965 kHz. The SIO code was 343. Bangladesh DX team will issue EQSL card for the current reception report of this segment. Please send your reception report to dxbangla at gmail.com. I repeat again DXBANGLA. At the rate gmail.com. Okay, friends, I will come again in the next month. Till then, take care. Salauddin Dollar, Ratchahi, Bangladesh.
0: Thank you very much, Salauddin Dollar, from Bangladesh. Well, thank you for listening to Wave Scan Today, the International DX Program from Adventist World Radio. We leave you with some music from Cambodia. This program was researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week, we return to the radio scene in the South Pacific Island nation of Vanuatu, the story of Radio Vila in the New Hebrides. Also, our ancient DX report for 1921 and our Australian DX report as well. Reminder, we have several QSL cards available for Wavescan. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for the program to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand, I'll give you in a moment, and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry Wavescan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX Reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. And the postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio. P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, that's Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. The email address for other correspondence two-way scan, other than reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White, WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone.